welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Again, taking some time out of his day to join us this afternoon. Ferg, I hope the trip to Brooklyn uh, was a lot of fun and uh, good to be talking to you again on this Tuesday. Yeah, it was a good good trip and uh, looking forward to some more Auburn basketball tonight. And then obviously this being uh, Iron Bowl week, biggest time of the year. Absolutely. So obviously we have to review before we get into the Iron Bowl uh, and then a little bit of Auburn basketball. Uh, what in the world happened uh, in Jordan-Hare Stadium on Saturday? I know, Ferg, that you were still making your way back, but uh, just from what you noted and, and what you saw, uh, just just uh, sum up the, the loss for us. Yeah, no, it was definitely one of those things where Auburn just played the worst possible game and, and, and paid for it against a team that was fearless. They came into Jordan-Hare knowing that they wanted uh, – knowing exactly what they wanted to do and feeling like they could move the ball. And Auburn was just not ready to play a team like that. They were flat. They were uninspired. Um, they did about everything wrong that you could in a game like that. And, um, you know, it's 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 an embarrassing loss for sure because, you know, you just never were competitive against a team that you should have beaten even if you weren't at your best. So even if you weren't close to your best, you should be able to beat a team like New Mexico State. And so – the fact that they didn't, it's just a huge just blow and a missed opportunity because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't, you know, you're still going to a ball game. This, this, it's not going to derail recruiting or anything like that, but it's just one of those things where you look at it and you're just like, you know, how do you respond from it? And if you aren't able to, you know, win this weekend or play a competitive game against Alabama this weekend, people are going to point back to that. That's going to have a lasting impact uh, for a while. And so, Auburn has got to be able to bounce back in a, in a short amount of time, but I mean, they just they just got beaten all three phases of the game flatly. Um, execution, New Mexico State was cleaner. Uh, Auburn just did not look ready and prepared to play, and, and paid for it dearly. Yeah. And, and Justin, you talked about how this game could affect what we see against Alabama, but one of the things I've mentioned and I've seen other people talk about that game could be a, a program defining type game as far as looking you know if this team has a lot of success under uh Hugh Freeze you go back and look at that game as that was the catalyst to success or years down the road you look back at that and say the writing was on the wall and this is going to be a failure do you feel that way or do you think that people are overthinking this a little bit too much I mean it's definitely going to be one of those things where how they respond to it is going to probably be more important than the game itself. I think it's I think it's a game that you know you're still going to a bowl game, your bowl destination probably didn't change even though you lost a game like this. You know, you're still in that same kind of pool of six that uh you could end up being in. It's just you know for Auburn it's like how do you respond to it? And and what do you do moving forward to prevent that from happening? Hugh Freeze has a few losses like this on his resume and that was something that you know Auburn was aware of when they hired him and you got to be able to avoid stuff like this so how do you respond if you play a good game this weekend against Alabama um, win or competitive loss you recruit really well you finish with a bowl game that you really needed okay it's going to be embarrassing but you know I'm not going to say all is going to be forgiven but you know you're, you'll feel all right moving forward and you know it's just it's just a really big blow but if you don't play well this weekend against Alabama and you kind of limp into the offseason, people are just going to think about this for a while. So I don't think in the big picture it's going to have a ton of impact. Um, could it be something that motivates them in the future? Sure, absolutely. Um, people want to point out the Nick Saban lost to ULM in his first year. Kirby Smart lost to Van- Vanderbilt at Georgia in his first year. And I see the comparisons, and I get the comparisons, but you also got to keep in mind those are close games. 
Auburn just got flat out beat by three touchdowns to New Mexico State. And so how they respond to it, I mean, they show it shows that they have not arrived. They haven't come close to arriving yet. Uh, and they've got a lot of work to do to kind of move forward because good football teams and good football programs just don't lose games like like this one in the fashion that Auburn did. So they're going to have to they're going to have to build from there. It could be a defining moment. It could be a uh, yeah, yeah, thing. I I think it'll probably end up being just a footnote when it's all said and done. Uh, but that, that hinges on how they respond. When we, when we look forward to the Iron Bowl, Ferg, uh, there's obviously a lot of matchups to keep in mind. This Alabama team has been steadily improving throughout the year. But I know that Hugh Freeze was talking a little bit about offensive game plan on Tiger Talk last night. How would you go about uh, trying to formulate the game plan for Auburn? Coming off the heels of such a rough week, but also knowing there was improvement before that, what's, what's the best way of trying to attack Alabama? Yeah, I mean, I think the best way to attack Alabama is just be balanced. You can't be one-dimensional. This is a defense that's got a great defensive front and a great secondary. Um, they play pretty clean football. Um, you know, they have not gotten kind of torn up outside. Of, you know, the LSU moved the ball, but LSU is doing that against everybody this year. That's a really good Alabama defense. And so, for Auburn, I looked at the line of scrimmage, and I wrote about it today at the at the Observer. Like, this is a team that's going to have to be able to protect Peyton Thorne and create opportunities in the running game. And if you look back at the history of the Iron Bowl, especially in the last 20 years or so, when Auburn's been competitive, when they've won or had close calls with Alabama injured in their stadium, starts with a lot of scrimmage. you got to hold your own against Alabama. You know, you can come in and want to throw the ball around the yard and you want to be able to, you know, quick strike, all that kind of stuff. I agree with, with some of that, but... I just look at the core of this game as just this is going to be what are you made of at the line of scrimmage? Are, are you going to respond? Are you going to bounce back? Are you going to play better football uh, like you think you're capable of playing? And just swing with a team in the trenches and not get overwhelmed. Um, and I think Auburn, you know, back up a month or so ago, they played Georgia four-quarter game down to the wire, and, and Georgia's even better than Alabama, and Georgia's on this dominant run. They're capable of doing it, but I just go back to that game against Georgia. They took advantage of their opportunities on offense. They weren't great uh, overall, uh, but they weren't. They didn't let Georgia just absolutely have a field day on them. And I, so I, I look back at this this game and I look to what Auburn's done this season. The point is that they're at their best when they're be able to balance. They can get the pass to set up the run. They can be aggressive early on. They're going to have to do all of those things, but it comes down to line of scrimmage because last week against New Mexico State. They got beat at the line of scrimmage pretty soundly for for this offensive line. You know the criticism's back. The you know people are people are down on this line uh, after what they saw last week, and you know I don't blame them. Um, this is a this is an opportunity to to show that you weren't the team that you were last week. And if Auburn's going to have any chance to put points up on Alabama, it's going to be a better game. It's going to have to be a better game from this front. Ferg, when you look at Auburn's defense against Alabama's offense, what do you think is the most important matchup uh, between those two units? Yeah, you got to keep Jalen Milrow uh, contained as much as possible. And, you know, two years ago, here's the thing about, like, Auburn fans packing it in this week for the Iron Bowl and, and just saying, oh, there's no hope. Look at how we did last week. Two years ago, they had a one-legged backup quarterback and should have beaten Alabama. And, and the big reason why is because the defensive front came to work and played really, really well. And Bryce Young, one of the best I've ever seen at managing the pocket and escaping. And, and he had some big plays and some big moments in that 2021 Iron Bowl, but Auburn really got after him. A ton of sacks, ton of tackles for loss. Derek Hole had a monster game. Colby Wooden, those guys. Auburn's got to get back to that. 
And before the New Mexico State game, they had done a really, really good job of getting after the quarterback um, and not letting them get out. Know, I mean, they had really made an impact at the line of scrimmage, really dating back to that Ole Miss game um, where they played pretty well against against that, that Ole Miss offensive front. They got to do that again in this one. Um, I'm sure Alabama's going to want to do the quick stuff and the side-to-side stuff that New Mexico State did really, really well. But the key against Milrow is going to be get after him, uh, take advantage of the fact that Alabama's offensive line has been leaky this year. They give up a lot of pressure, a lot of sacks. But you got to pin your ears back and you got to keep him in because if he starts getting loose and he escapes and he can he can scramble on you, it, it's going to be tough. Um, so, you know, obviously you got to play a cleaner game. Auburn was had a ton of misalignments, missed tackles against New Mexico State. Shore all of those things up first and foremost. But, again, it goes back to the line of scrimmage. Went up front uh, and, and, you know, really get after like – Alabama's figured out some things on offense. That offensive line still still pretty leaky this season. So take advantage of that. And for Auburn's defensive front, you saw what happened two years ago the last time Alabama came there. That can be the great equalizer in the game. They got to win in the trenches. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. And Ferg, let's talk some basketball now. You were up in Brooklyn for what was two really decisive performances from Auburn basketball. How significant was it for the Tigers to look that good? Not only win those two games, but look that good doing it. Yeah, I mean, I did thought they showed progress. Um, I don't think either of the teams they've beaten are particularly good. I think Notre Dame's going to have a really long season ahead of them. I think, say, Bonaventure... They're experienced. They're going to have to. They're going to have to show me a little bit more, especially on offense. You know, to try to make the tournament out of the A10 this year. But you're away from home, and you looked better. Um, and you did a lot of the stuff that you should have done. Um, I thought defensively, they had two really good games, and that had been a struggle. I mean, they struggled on defense against Southeastern Louisiana. They played two better games against two, I think, more talented opponents uh, in Notre Dame and St. Bonaventure. Um, and then on top of that. This offense continues just to be really impressive. I know they cooled down in the second half against against the Bonnies. I, some of that was, as Bruce Pearl said, them kind of scaling it back, slowing it down. But you're looking at a team right now, top ten, uh, top ten in the country in assists per game, top five in assist rate. This is the best ball sharing and shooting that we have seen at the start of a of a season for Auburn in a, in, in, in several years. And you got to go all the way back to. The Final Four team um, to you know the last time Auburn got off to this hot of the start scoring they're shooting the ball exceptionally well early in the year this is the kind of basketball that Bruce Pearl felt like Auburn was capable of playing this year it's pace and space it's really good you know everybody's getting involved right it's, you have two point guards that are distributing really really well and playmaking well you've got everybody who touches the floor a threat to shoot and also a threat to playmake it's a really fun offense and they are continuing to build upon that and get cleaner with it. So I think Auburn's problems are still, you know, issues are still more defensive-based. you got to, you know, defend without fouling, do a better job of cleaning up on the boards. Um, but this offense is playing at a really, really high level, and I feel like this defense is continuing to gain confidence. It's, that's huge. And they are in a stretch right here. Play Alabama A&M tonight. Look, Alabama A&M is 33-point dogs for a reason. Like, this is a this is a team that, while, while deep and while experienced, is not going to be expected to hang with Auburn too much. But you go and go to Brooklyn and you play these two games in Brooklyn, what does that mean? Well, you don't have to worry about Thanksgiving week. These guys are going to get a break at Thanksgiving. They're going to be able to do the Thanksgiving stuff and then still have plenty of time because they don't play again until what, next Wednesday night against Virginia Tech. That's huge. That is really big for Auburn. So it's a great opportunity. Continue to tune up, play in front of the home crowd tonight. 
uh, and then, you know, get into a little roll here next week because um, on paper, they could be the better team in pretty much all their matchups uh, until they get to, you know, the start of SEC play. And there's potential for this team to get on a roll. They're continuing to grow. Uh, and I do think after watching them in Brooklyn, they they got a lot. They, they got better. They got better over those last two games. I, again, I don't think the two teams they beat are very good, uh, but they definitely got better. And that's that's what they wanted to get at Ferg, what do you think the ceiling is for this Auburn basketball team? You know, I think this is a team that, uh, if it plays at a, at a high level, can contend this year in the SEC. I, I, I hesitate to say that they could you know, win the league title. I wouldn't. They, they would have to really, you know, overachieve. I think, but I really like the way this offense is playing right now. I think they've got an offense that can hang with anybody, and I think their defense is going to get better and, and and contribute a little bit more as the season goes on. The depth is there. The balance is there. Um, the pace is there. Um, they're going to be able to do a lot of things really, really well. And I, I think coming into the season, I thought, hey, successful year. For, I, I also think this is a successful year for Auburn, period, uh, every year. If you go in and get top four in the SEC, that's a double buy in the SEC basketball tournament, and that's usually a really good seed in the NCAA tournament and a good chance to get it. You, you do that, get into the second weekend of the tournament, um, that's those are those are great successful seasons, and I think that is kind of the the benchmark that Auburn can strive to year in and year out, and say, hey, if we can do that, that's a great year. From what I've seen the first two weeks of the season, this team is capable of doing that. Um, it's not going to be perfect. There's going to be some tough times, obviously, but I really like where the offense is. The ceiling's very high for that offense, and I think this defense is going to continue to get better as the season goes on because that's just Bruce Pearl's mo. So, um, you know, I think this is a really good team. They don't have. NBA draft talent uh, right off the bat like they did two years ago um, but they're deep they're talented they've run a really good system well and they're playing with a lot of confidence I don't think Auburn's going to be totally overmatching anybody they face this year and that's a really good sign Ferg what's your favorite Thanksgiving food and what's the most overrated um, so I know there's like this like really weird take well not a weird take but a popular take of like you know, hey, turkey's overrated. Turkey sucks. Like, you know, <laughs> I think it can be if you don't do it right. Yeah, you can get a basic roasted turkey and it's just not going to be great. Um, there's two different ways. I think a smoked turkey is awesome. Um, yes. And I think more, more and more people mm. can do that. What my family does, and they've done it my entire life, and if you follow me on Twitter or read me over the years, you, you may know where I'm going with this. My family has always done it where they take turkey meat, basically turkey breast meat, and they kind of make like turkey fingers out of them like chicken fingers you season them up fry them up deep fry them all that that's a great way to do turkey if you don't love turkey like cook it a better way and so (laughs) i'm the fried turkey fingers are like that's my you know they only come out at thanksgiving in my family and that's the way to go go about it so that's that is my favorite most overrated um look this is gonna this is gonna get people upset at me probably i don't like dressing that much i just i'll eat it but like it is one of those things where it's like, oh, you've got to be, you've got to have this. This is the, the thing to do. And it's like, I can do without it. There's plenty of other sides and stuff like that are so like starch heavy that I'll be like, I'm fine with that. I don't need, I don't need any more of it, but I'm not, I've just never been a big dressing person. Just cook your turkey better. You don't need dressing. Go for it. Like that's, that's my advice on Thanksgiving. Uh, what are your thoughts on green bean casserole? Because uh big game boomer, did the listing of the favorite foods for every single college, and for Auburn, it's green bean casserole. Yeah, I don't know where you got that from. I'm not either. Green bean casserole <laughs> down here, and that's more of a Midwestern, Northern thing, I think. Um, I love green beans. 
Yeah. Just cook, just cook some good <laughs> green beans. You know, you know, cook, cook them, cook, put a little bacon in there, put a little, put a little fat. You know, I mean, I, you know, they're good on their own. Not yeah. the casserole. We can, we can do without that. There we go. V- very much agree with that. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. Ferg, as always, we appreciate the time. What can our listeners find on the Auburn Observer this week? Yeah, you can check out my big um, you know, story on the Iron Bowl and the line of scrimmage battle uh, that I talked about earlier. You can check that out today. Yesterday I did a story on why Auburn's offense is off to such a hot start in basketball. Uh, I'll be at the game tonight. We'll have observations from Auburn, Alabama A&M up tomorrow morning. We'll preview the Iron Bowl in our podcast uh, later this week. Um, 13 for 13 series comes back this week. Got a different take, a different look at the 2013 Iron Bowl um, that I think people will enjoy. Mailbag on Friday preview and everything that goes on this weekend. And then we'll have plenty of coverage from you know the, the newsletter to the podcast um, from whatever happens in the Iron Bowl and Jordan Hare because you know no matter what happens, I feel like anything Anything can happen when this game is in this place, so it should be pretty fun this weekend. And then, obviously, we'll roll right into the postseason in in football and the heart of the season in basketball. It's a great time to sign up. AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year. Gets you access to everything we've got going on. Subscribe today. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. Again, Ferg, we appreciate the time. We hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving, and we look forward to talking again soon. Absolutely. Thank you.